Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Today our topic is the key to talking with God. And I believe this is very important because it is something God expects of everyone who claims to have a relationship with Him. And after all, that's quite reasonable, considering that's what we expect of everyone who claims to have a relationship with us. So how do we talk with God? How do we communicate with our Father who seems so far away and is indeed unseen? Well, the answer is quite simple, and that of being in His Word, the Bible. The sad fact is, however, that most people who call themselves Christians, Christ followers, are not well-versed at all in God's Word, and because of that, so many of us do not have a solid, sincere, and honest communication with God. While some of us may read our Bible every day or have participated in reading the Bible in a year, that unfortunately very often ends up being a check-the-box event in our lives. But in my experience, reading the Bible every day or in a year rarely has any significant impact on our understanding of God's Word and our growth. Now, please hear me out and understand that in no way am I suggesting that reading the Bible cover to cover is a bad idea. What I am saying is it often takes us down a path that feels right and seems right, but does not affect us as it should and ultimately needs to. And this is often the case because many of us are likely going about our time in God's Word all wrong, and that because we are doing no more than reading the Bible. That of looking at a bunch of letters connected in a particular sequence, which happen to make words we supposedly understand the definition of, which put together complete a sentence in our minds, of which we get the gist of mechanically. But this is not at all what God intends for us to do with His Word. The Bible is not for reading. It is for hearing. It is to be listened to. It is there for God to speak to us, and it is there for us to respond back to God. It is there for us to interact with God. Yes, while it may be true that the function of looking at words on a page and processing them in our native language is understood as reading, we as believers must go much deeper than that when we are interacting with God's Word. We are to have a conversation with God's Word, and if we don't, we won't mature and grow, as we can see in 1 Peter 2, too. How often do we open God's Word and neglect the fact that God's Word is, in fact, God speaking to us through the Scriptures? And this is indeed God talking to us. This is God directly communicating His plans, love, care, desires, discipline, instruction, and future for us. Absolutely everything we need to live by. Everything. And that life does not come by simply interacting with letters and words on a page. And we cannot forget this every time we engage with God through His Word, the Bible. Before we move on, let's relate this to something a little closer to home for most of us. If you are like most of the world and read or listen to the news, you likely consume it with considerable intensity. And many of us are so hungry for what is being said that when we agree or disagree, we regularly attempt to interrupt the news anchor by speaking or, in some cases, yelling back at the TV or the article and somehow thinking we've been heard. But it doesn't end there. We then go and yak about the news stories to friends and family and co-workers and tell them everything we found out from that news item 
We might even be so passionate about what we heard that we plaster what we heard all over Twitter or our Facebook account and perhaps even a photo of us ranting and raving on Instagram. But interestingly enough, it is a very rare moment to see someone getting that passionate about what God has to say to us. So why aren't we that passionate about what God's Word and what He has to say? Do we really believe God's Word, the Bible, the Holy Scriptures? Do we really know it is indeed God speaking to us? John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But just because you might agree that it is God's Word and it is God speaking to you through His Word, does not at all mean we are allowing it to happen and are living it out and growing from it. And this is the hard part. And it is the hard part because we cannot physically see and physically interact with the one speaking to us and asking questions of someone who doesn't audibly answer is just not the way we operate in our day-to-day lives. So how do we hurdle this challenge and not feel odd about really and truly communicating with our God in our daily lives? And I think it can look like this. Certainly, many of us have a mobile phone, and one of the features that many of us enjoy about the phone is the fact that we can send and receive text messages. Hear that one more time. We use it to send text messages, and that is aptly named because it is routinely no more than sending a few words or sentences to someone else. I should add, this analogy also works the same with writing a letter to someone. However, texting someone can be very personal and even without emojis or photos. The simple words that are sent back and forth can be extremely powerful and we can feel as if we are right there with that person. As you know, sometimes you text with people more than you ever speak to them or maybe even see them. But when you text, you are very engaged and are having a real conversation with that person. But most of us never engage with God through His Word like this. Think about it. Wasn't God the one who sent the first text messages to the world? The question is, however, are we reading His text messages He sent us? Are we reading these texts on a very personal level? Do we realize they are for us personally, from God to us? And for those who believe in the Son of God, we need to remember that it is our Father who sent us these texts, texts of how He loves us and how we are to love others, how to find peace, how to grow up, how to go through struggles, how to be joyful, how to mourn, how to worship, how to parent, and the list keeps going. It is all right there for us, on our phones, in print and audio, God's Word. We have so many opportunities to hear from God and all day long. Should we choose to listen to Him and read His texts? But many of us do not check our texts from God very often, and I think it is because it appears He always has the same thing to say over and over and over, and it's the same text messages He's been sending for the past several thousand years. And this is exactly why so many churches, I believe, are trying to get creative and alter the texts God has sent. They are trying to make what God has been telling us more relevant and more cool and hip and interesting because God's word is a bit stale after all this time and we ultimately know better, of course, than God does on what he means to tell us. Admit it, we need new and exciting. We need 
a holographic AI kind of God to get people's attention and more edgy interpretation of what God would say if he were going to communicate with us today in 2023, and then we would more likely believe him and trust him. But in reality, we only engage in feebly attempting to make God relevant when we do not listen to him and exactly what he tells us and has been telling us from the beginning. How about this? God means what he says and says what he means. I also firmly believe we struggle communicating with God and have a very hard time listening to him for exactly what he has to say on a very personal level because we have been taught that there are right and wrong ways to speak to God and go to God. Yes, indeed God is worthy and do great respect, but if I am his child and he is my father, then I have access to God in more personal ways than anyone else on the planet. It is a deeper and more serious relationship than my wife and kids and anyone and everyone for that matter on earth. I can be very real with him, very honest, very open, very me, all me with God. But that's not what most of us have been taught. We have been taught to fear. No, not the real biblical definition meaning of respect but to fear, be afraid of God and what he might do to us if we don't come as prescribed by what others have interpreted that God means. And I know this from personal experience. Now, some of you may say that we have to go to God with incredible respect and humility and reverence, and that is the only way we can go to God properly. There are strict regulations and rules you need to follow to go to God. And to some degree, you would be correct But being real and all who God made you and honest and open and bold do not at all indicate disrespect. Hebrews 4.16 makes that quite clear. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Did you hear God speaking those words to you? Those are God's words, not mine, not my interpretation. He said, come boldly to the throne. And it continues to say that it is in coming in boldness to God that we have mercy and find grace. In other words, if we aren't coming boldly, we aren't likely to find mercy and grace in our time of need. Could it be that is why so many of us don't feel that God is merciful and gracious to us so much of the time? See, you can be absolutely humble in boldness. Boldness and bluntness and realness and being all you does not in any way translate into disrespect, unless you are indeed being disrespectful. Keep in mind, God knows exactly how we feel about him and feel about ourselves and what we are really made of, and by not coming boldly, we are coming as frauds. So we can see here by these several examples that listening to and hearing God's word, and exactly as he has stated is vital to our relationship with him. And it is no different than everyone else we have a relationship with and communicate with. And when we go to God's word and expect a time of communication with him, a time of prayer, we will experience a whole new level of relationship that is bigger, better, and far more profound, and we will grow in ways we never imagined and never dreamed possible. So what are some of the steps we need to take to properly and boldly communicate with God? First, we need to go to God with expectation. And this is our first bold move we need to make when going to talk with God. 
And many of us do not take this first step. Rather, we go in very passively and stumbling over our words and thinking all along that if we are speechless and bumbling around and whining and whispering our words to God, that somehow we are being respectful. And that is just not what God says at all in his word, as we have just read. Example of going to God boldly looks like this. Here I am, Lord. I come to you with absolute joy and thanksgiving for all you have promised me, promises of security, the promise of eternal life, the promise of never abandoning me, the promise of growing me, etc. An example of going to God fraudulently, O Lord, I don't deserve to come to you. I don't know how you could ever love me. I am so insignificant in your sight and not worthy of anything. Thank you for even allowing me to be in your presence. And where in God's word does he tell his children to come to him like this? And the answer is nowhere. And the reason it is nowhere is because talk like this is self-centered, self-driven, and self-motivated. Why are you telling God what you are and are not deserving of? Why are you telling God how he should and shouldn't think of you? Why are you telling God you aren't worthy? Isn't this the stuff God gets to decide about you? Aren't these the things that God can make up his own mind about without your opinion? And where did these opinions of yourself even get rooted when you speak with God? Likely your parents in the church and listening to others pray, and all we did was copy that because it must be correct. Again, it is not a correct way to communicate with God. So to wrap up this first step, We need to follow God's directions and come to him in humble boldness and don't tell him how you think he should think of you and treat you. Second step, we need to engage in to have proper communication with God. We need to seek him. Let's look at Matthew 6.33 for some help with that. And it says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Did you hear, again, God speaking to you directly? Did you hear that? Are you listening and paying careful attention to his words, God's words, what he has just spoken to each one of us? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And for now, let's forget the rest of the sentence because we won't get or be given even one thing if we don't live our lives in obedience of the first seven words before the comma. And we can break this down even more simply and only take the command of the first three words. Seek first God. And how about we take this one step further still? Have you even heard? Are you even listening to the impactfulness of the very first word from God here in this sentence? Seek. Yes, seek. Let's stop there. This is a huge word, an incredibly powerful word from God. Are you hearing? Are you listening? Do you fully understand this one word? Do you have seeking God all worked out in your life, really, truly, sincerely? And this is so incredibly important because this is what will either launch us into God or away from God, and there is no in-between on that. There is absolutely no gray here. And I can guarantee, based on God's word, that we spend the majority of our lives living well outside of seeking Him, his wisdom through his word and taking it at face value, truly listening to every word he says and living it out in boldness. Do you seek God with boldness? 
Do you expect that you will find him when you seek him? And when you are in his presence, are you committed to a mature conversation in reality? And if you are not going into God's word to seek him, seeking his wisdom and asking him to reveal to you exactly what you need to hear from him through the scriptures, this will lead each one of us down a path of self-seeking and attempting to figure out how we can make God's word work for us rather than allowing God to make his word work in us and through us. Thirdly, but most critically, we need to reevaluate how we approach God's word so that we are not engaging with God on an intellectual and mechanical level. God is not interested in our self-imposed intellect and ability to decipher the English language or whatever language you use to engage with God. He is solely interested in our taking what he has very plainly stated and putting it to work and trusting all he has said fully by faith and even the very things we can't make sense of. Listen, if we are not allowing God to have a conversation with us through the scriptures, his word will become nothing but chatter in our ears and nothing more than a mental reaction to his words that align with what we have been taught with regard to our own language. And when we just see and read the Bible as a book of stories, an historical book of data, and things to memorize, because we have been told we should do this to get closer to God, to stay on his good side, and that's just what Christians do, God's word becomes exceptionally boring and meaningless and rote, and for that reason, so many people abandon it and know so little of God, and ultimately why so many of us are terrible at talking to God in a mature way. So how do we resolve this? Get in God's face through his word, the Bible. And again, don't read it. Hear it. Let's pray. Most gracious Father, we thank you for your marvelous word, your word of truth. We thank you for giving us all we need, all we could ever want, and for loving us so much, and that you have given us a direct path to you anytime and anywhere. Help us every time we come to you that we would come boldly to your throne, all while being in complete humility and fully aware of your awesomeness as our great and almighty Father. Help us to hunger for a relationship with you that is honest, real, and always growing in a greater understanding of you and what you have in store for us in the future, both in this life and the next. We now ask all of these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, the giver of pure life, Jesus Christ.